A preparedness lifestyle doesn't have to be complicated. It can be very simple, you know, short and sweet, practical even. That's what Mark and I are trying to do. We're going to get back to some practical things that you can think about every month when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Practical Prepping Podcast. I am so delighted that you have joined me. I'm going to fly solo tonight. Mark has the crud, the croup, the crud, the whoop, the whatever you call it. He's got the sinusy issues right now and poor thing he can hardly talk without coughing so uh, y'all pray for him he's going to be better next time so i'm going to fly solo tonight we're going to be talking about a little bit of research i've done on some practical and simple ways to enhance your preparedness something to think about every month i've been doing some research on a site called living life in rural iowa there's a writer there named erica and she likes to live the simple life, but she also enjoys preparedness. She has a family and a farm and uh, is very knowledgeable, knows what she's talking about, and generally just gives good advice and plain, simple talk. And I was so impressed with so much of what I read that I thought that I would like to share this with you tonight because I'm going to adopt some of her ideas, and I'm hoping that maybe you will too. I think it'll help us all the way around. So we're going to look at 10 preparedness items that you can think about adding to every month. Now, of course, everybody's list is going to be a little bit different, but these tend to be the 10 most basic, common type of items. And I may dwell a little bit more on one or two of them to get into some more detail. So we're just going to jump right in at number one. We're going to need to be adding to our canning jars, our lids, and our rings. You know, those bell or ball or mason jars, those glass jars that people do with canning. It's very hard to find them sometimes. In fact, in some prepper circles, the big news is sharing the information about which stores happen to have them this week. Because of supply chain issues, you haven't been able to buy flats of jars and rings and lids as easily as you did before. So that's something to keep your eye on. So make sure that you stock up on pint or quart, whatever size jar is going to work for your particular situation, maybe even mix it up. But add to your canning jars, your rings, and your lids because you can use them again. Number two, soap. Soap in many different forms. And here's an area that I want to kind of camp out just for a little while because there's so many different areas of soap. There's bar soap. There's liquid body wash. There's dish soap, laundry soap, uh, germ-fighting soap like antibacterial types of soap. There's a Castile type of soap. And in the soap category, we're also going to include the no water type, such as fast orange or goop. A lot of people that work with tools and grease know about those. You can clean your hands without needing water. Also, toothpaste and spray cleaners for the home kind of fall under this large area of soap. Now, 
The reason I wanted to spend a little time here is because some of these have double duty. For example, Castile soap, C-A-S-T-I-L-E. Castile soap is a bar soap. It's the type of thing that our grandmothers and great-grandmothers are very accustomed to using. It's very broad purpose. You can wash your hands with it. You can bathe with it. You can wash your hair with it. You can wash the dog with it. You can grate it into little tiny slivers and add it to a bottle of water and it will melt into a liquid type of soap. And it has a lot of purposes and it's just a good all around useful type of soap. And this uh, writer Erica says that she's never without Castile soap. She uses it all over the house for many different types of applications. Also, antibacterial soap. Normally, you see that more in a liquid form. There are some bar forms of it, solid forms of it that are antibacterial. But when you think about either a power outage situation or even something more serious, like a grid down situation, cleanliness and the ability to be able to get clean and stay clean very well could be a life or death situation. If you can imagine not cleansing, your hands, or your body for a prolonged period of time, you're setting yourself up for a lot of germ invasion, and then you would be weakened state and stress, and uh, it could just be awful for you. And so having the ability to cleanse and to provide that for your family is extremely mentally comforting, and it's also a health concern. So that's where you want to make sure that you're stocking up on soap of every kind. Bar soaps, you can often keep them wrapped up and in a closet, and they'll last for years. And one thing that I do is I even take them out of their paper wrapping weeks before I know I'll ever need it. And it actually hardens the bar even more to be out of the paper wrapper. So I've even stacked uh, soaps out of the wrapper uh, to get them a little more air hardened. And that adds to their lifespan. Also toothpaste. Not only is toothpaste great for obvious reasons for brushing your teeth, but in a pinch, it can also be used for polishing and cleansing as well, other types of things in the home. And spray cleaners, and we're talking about disinfectant spray cleaners for countertops, sinks, bathtubs, uh, sink, you know, that sort of thing, toilet use. You're going to want to make sure that you've got some antibacterial cleansers that you can use on a variety of surfaces and for a variety of reasons. And while we're thinking about it, a third item that you really want to keep stocked up on. And ever since 2020, this has been a no-brainer, but that's bathroom tissue. Good old-fashioned toilet paper. You know, there for a long time in 2020, you could either A, not find it at all, or B, if you found any, you would be limited on how much you could purchase. Now we're in a position where you can pretty much purchase as much as you possibly can. There may be limitations, depending on your market, certainly abide by that. But I am a member of a bulk store and I will go and buy an entire case of toilet tissue. So I make sure that I have some for the months ahead. It's going to be one of those necessary items a lot of people don't think about until they don't have it. And it became a real point of concern back in 2020 for those that were trying to find ways to live without it. And it was pretty seriously bad. Number four on the list kind of surprising, but it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Paper, pens, and pencils. 
The ability to be able to handwrite a message on paper. Not only important information that needs to be written, but think about journaling. Think about during a time when there may not be any electricity or or some sort of emergency has taken place and you need to journal some of the things that are taking place. Or you just need to be able to have the ability to write something for the long haul. Uh, Or also make sure that your children are continuing their writing practice as well. I mean, for the many, 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 many generations, messages, books, anything was handwritten before the printing press. So the printing press comes along and now we've got books. But you, you're going to want to keep a good supply of paper, pens, and pencils so that you're able to communicate and get back to those handwriting skills. Kind of the thing we're kind of losing in this society now with all of our keyboard action. Number five on the list would be ammunition. And I'm not just talking about naturally bullets or shotgun shells. I'm also talking about things like arrows for a bow and arrow. Uh, The type of ammunition where you might have cartridges that need to be refilled. So that's something to think about. If you're one who has made the choice that you're going to use some form of weapon, whether it's a firearm or a compound bow or just a regular bow and arrow, Uh, that sort of thing, you're going to need to make sure that you stay supplied with whatever the ammunition is necessary for you to utilize those weapons if you so choose to do so. And we know that that is a very personal choice. There are some of our prepper listeners that are very much against violence and weaponry. That is your choice. We do not argue your choice. If that's how you feel comfortable, more power to you. Some of the rest of us have made the decision that we will take up more convincing means to be able to keep ourselves on an equal playing field with whatever we might be facing out there. Now stick with me. We're going to break for our sponsors here for just a moment, and then we'll come right back. Jim Curtis Knives, handcrafted, unique heirloom quality knives and blades. These high quality knives are available at reasonable prices, and they're made right here in Alabama. You can purchase a Jim Curtis knife one of two ways. First, you can design your own. Your blade style might be a 3-inch EDC knife, or perhaps a 4-inch skinning knife, a 6-inch Bowie knife, or a shape that you have always wanted. You can also pick your steel. Alabama Damascus makes a beautiful art quality knife or high carbon steel, which holds a very fine edge. You can pick your handles. They can be made from wood, bone, paracord, micarta, and there's lots of colors and options. Secondly, you could select a knife already pre-made by Jim Curtis. You can see some of the options posted on his Facebook page. Contact Jim Curtis and see what else he has available. All Jim Curtis knives come with a lifetime guarantee, lifetime sharpening, and two band-aids. Yes, they are that sharp. Jim Curtis knives. Find him on Facebook. He'll be linked in our show notes and on our website. You legally carry a handgun. You've practiced and you've become pretty good. Do you know when and how you can use a firearm? Can you make that decision in a split second? The Base Handgun Training System will take you through shoot-don't-shoot scenarios and teach you the critical things to do and not to do when the police arrive. Remember, there's a huge difference between practice and training. Get the training. Check it out. Base Handgun Training System. 
The link is on our website at www.practicalprepping.info. Use the code PRACTICALPREPPING, all one word, for a $50 discount. Welcome back. We're going to continue our 10 preparedness items that you need to be thinking about stockpiling every month. We've gone through the first five. Now we're going over to number six. Number six is a topic that we've covered a lot. We're going to continue to cover it. I mean, it's the one thing you can never have really enough of when you think about it, and that is food that stores well for the long haul. That would be dry beans, dried rice, honey, salt, spices, those types of things that can go into long-term storage. And I really want to emphasize the salt and the spices aspect of that. That may be an area that too many well-meaning preppers actually forget is the salt, the sugar, and the spices, because that's going to lend a great deal to the enjoyment of the food that you have stockpiled should you need to get into it. But As we know, honey can actually last for many, many years in its liquid state. And honey is a wonderful superfood. It has a lot of nutritional qualities, even medicinal qualities. You may want to do a little bit of research on honey. And for those of you that may suffer with allergies, you'll find that if you'll ingest some honey that's from your area, your region, you'll find that that actually helps to alleviate a lot of the struggle with allergies. So foods that store very well or foods that store for a very long time period. The writer even indicates that she uses mylar bags and oxygen absorbers when she stores food for a much longer period of time, like a year plus. She'll actually purchase large bags of rice or beans, like the 25 to 50 pound bags, and she'll parse that out into family-sized quantity and then store it in a Mylar bag with oxygen absorber. And that adds to the freshness tasting and the ability to store for a long time and not worry about bug infestation and that sort of thing. All right. So number seven, over-the-counter medications and first aid products that you're going to need to keep in your first aid kit. Things like pain relief, eye drops, ear drops, any type of over-the-counter medication, Band-Aids, bandages, the types of things that you would need to pretty much be your own doctor as needed. And uh, make sure that you really look that over and, and purchase wisely. You know, if if you're a one or two people in your household, you may not need to buy a thousand count jar of aspirin, but you might want a 250 count jar of aspirin because that might make sense over the few years. And even if it goes past the expiration date, The medications are still safe. They're just not as potent. So they would still be safe to use, but they just may not be as potent. And you're going to want to study up on different medications. And I'm talking about the -the over-the-counter meds, not your prescription-type meds. That's an entirely different kind of medicinal attention. So think about that. First aid, over-the-counter, pain relief, mouth relief, and eye drops and ear drops. Number eight on her list are seeds. Packages of seeds. Now, obviously, these are generally more prevalent in the spring and summer, maybe even the late winter because of spring coming. You can't always buy seeds just any time of year. In fact, I believe I could go into a store now and not find any packages of seeds at this time of year at all, unless I special ordered them. 
But for those of you that can, stock up on some seeds and really start thinking about your gardening skills. This may be one of those long-term decisions where gardening could be a real game changer for your family and your level of preparedness to be able to provide food for you and yours. And so starting from seed is a great way to start. Looking at heirloom seeds even can be something you can get heirloom seeds, I believe, all year round from certain suppliers. But you'll find that that is a skill that not only benefits your nutrition, but you're also teaching your family gardening skills and ways to be able to provide for yourself. It's, you know, we're talking about prepping here. And that's a very important thing to know. How are you going to feed yourself if it gets to the situation that you may be months without a grocery store? You've really got to think about that for sometimes. All right, moving on. This probably should have piggybacked onto food, but it's going to be, you know, my single most important prepping item that I have preached loud and long, and I'll always do so, and that is the storing of water. Now, remember back a few minutes ago when I talked about storing the canning jars and the rings and the lids? One great idea to use all those extra jars is to store water. We know of some preppers that have built shelving units in their prepper pantry, and they take their quart jars, and they're filling them with water and setting them aside. And they've got water that, in small amounts that's already jarred up and ready to go. So that's actually a great way to utilize both of those things, storing the jars and storing water in the jars, so that if you're ever without water, if your power or plumbing is out, You have ready-sourced water that's clean and fresh. You know where it came from, and it's right there at your disposal and your convenience. Remember, water is the single most important element you can store. Without it, you won't survive, and all of the gear and all the dry beans and all the flashlights in the world won't do you a bit of good unless you have water, unless you're hydrated. So you really have to consider that. Last on the list, but certainly not least, would be reading materials, which would include not only books for entertainment reading, but reference materials to help guide you when you're in a grid-down situation or a power outage situation, or if you're encountering having to either bug in and stay in, you're going to need some reference materials in hard copy form that you can read and have ready for you because you're not going to have YouTube, you're not going to have Google, you're not going to have cell phone, you're not going to have internet in a lot of cases when that power outage comes and it may last a long time. You've got to be able to open up a reference of some sort to be able to guide you and to have the peace of mind of knowing that you've got an expert pretty much right there at your hand so that they can guide you through whatever it is you're needing to learn about. Plus, having the reading materials for entertainment does help pass the time. We all kind of need to get back to good old-fashioned reading and reading books, old-fashioned books. And you'll find that not only is that an important stress reliever during an emergency, but it also kind of grounds you and it kind of reminds you of what it's like to be a civilized human being. We don't want to lose that. So those are 10 of the preparedness items that Erica from Living Life in rural Iowa has put down in a very important list. And I'm just going to jump back through and give them to you one more time. Canning lids, jars, and rings, 
soap of every possible form like bar soap, liquid soap, up to and including laundry soap, spray cleaners and toothpaste, toilet paper, paper, pens and pencils, ammunition of every kind that you would need, food that can store a long time, first aid and over-the-counter medications, seeds, including heirloom seeds, water, and also reading materials and reference materials in book form. I certainly hope that this has helped you, remind you of some areas that you may need to enhance some of your preps. You know, and the question comes to my mind, what do you prep every month? What's on your regular list? I would really love to hear back from you and have you remind us maybe something that's important in your area that we can all learn. Because remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Practical Prepping Podcast. If you would like to support us, you can buy us a cup of coffee or you can start your Amazon shopping from our links. Both are on the front of the website.